Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode uh, of Multipurpose with Lakshit and I'm just grateful to each one of you for giving so much love to all the episodes and I'm back with Ravina today. So Ravina is a plant-based chef and um, she would tell us what she does more and yes, so thank you very much for being here uh, and that would be great. Uh, you Even within, uh, you know, you can just tell about yourself and what you do, that would be wonderful. Um, so hi, I'm Ravina. I'm the founder and owner of Yogi Sattva. So Yogi Sattva is India's first whole foods plant-based culinary academy combined with a farm-to-fork delivery kitchen. Uh, Pre-COVID, we were right on track to becoming a full-time cafe as well. However, those plans have been put on pause uh, for obvious reasons. Um, so I have an outlet, like I work uh, out of a space on 15th Road, Bandra in Mumbai. But currently, I'm working from home. So I'm fulfilling all the orders uh, by myself alone, uh, as well as teaching online classes. Um, my staff live in all very different places and it just wouldn't be feasible for them to get to work right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to make sure the business stays alive and sort of lasts this COVID period, currently I'm working alone and out of home. Okay, great. Yes. Uh, yeah, before, before uh, starting with anything, how, like, how did veganism enter your life personally? Um, so actually it wasn't planned. I had a severe spinal injury and then I started practicing a lot of yoga and I went to Goa to sort of heal my spine. So I just left Mumbai for like seven weeks uh, in 2015 and I went to Goa to just work on my spine. And while I was there, it's very common in the practice of yoga to consume vegan food. So, you know, I was on this like vegan lifestyle and I, was, I had so much strength. And growing up, like I turned vegetarian when I was 10. And then uh, like vegan was new for me because not having any dairy. So no paneer, no milk, nothing. Uh, but I, it just felt so natural to me. Like I, I felt like this is how I should have always been eating. And I immediately had such good health. I had great skin. Uh, my hair was growing really long. And you know, like the health benefits just outweighed like uh, everything else. And I was so strong, like physically, I, I was managing a very tough yuptus and I was getting stronger. It's not like I was losing muscle or I was like, oh my God, where will I get my protein? In fact, I didn't even think about these things because I was getting stronger every day. Uh, and then I came back to Bombay after these yoga courses. So I became a certified teacher with no, to be honest, no intention at that time of teaching. And I just flew to Bali on a whim to get certified uh, as a raw vegan chef. And then that's where the sort of journey began. Uh, when I came back, I didn't have any intention of opening like, um, like a culinary school or teaching or anything. It just kind of happened as a flow of events. So I started by just kind of offering smoothies to my friends after a workout. Okay. And then, you know, they started recommending me and they started telling their friends and they were like, you know, why don't you start selling this? I come from a very traditional Sindhi family. And for us, like food is like, you know, how can you charge for it? Because, you know, you sit at the table, there are so yeah. many people. So the idea of me selling food was so, so alien because I was like, no, but I want to share it. It's a celebration. They're like, so my friends were like, you know, after a point, you'll have no money to share it because you will not, you'll just continuously be spending. So you will not be able to do it. You yes. know? Uh, and, I, and that made sense. And it was really upon their encouragement that I started selling. So I used to just sell once a week, um, two, three things on the menu, only pick up. 
uh, you had to return my containers because <laughs> I was like, I'm giving you all these jars and all you have to give them back to me. So I was very inflexible to be honest in the beginning of selling. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just word of mouth, like from suddenly these you know, 12 friends, uh, it became 25 people, 25, 50. And just within three months of like being open as a food uh, space. So like Yogi Sata was already sort of started as a brand, but selling yoga merchandise. But as I did more yoga, I realized that's not really where my calling is. It was more with food. So just within like selling food like I got picked up by High Blitz I got picked up you know uh, by Vogue by Grazia so before I knew it I was in business <laughs> and I was just cooking every day so it was like turn of events I didn't plan anything I, I didn't ever have a business degree uh, I had no idea about food how to price food how to get packaging so everything I have learned is by experience Okay. and everything I continue to learn is also by experience okay okay Yes. And uh, what, what, are, what do you think where people f- fail in cooking? Like you, we say we tend to have, um, so I'm vegan. So I'm, I'm very new vegan. So I know the, no till my parents kind of myths they have and they think. So what, what do you think we as human beings think kind of myths we have and stories we make about veganism? And what, what would be some of who you like to debunk them? Um, okay, so I think the first, uh, uh, more than myth, I think the first thing that sort of scares people off from the kitchen uh, is that they don't take any initiative, right? Um, growing up in India, we are sort of a dependent culture. We've always grown up with our parents cooking for us or, you know, help in the house cooking for us. Very few kids grow up with that willingness to actually go into the kitchen and make a meal for themselves. Um, so I think that that has to change like on a fundamental level as kids as teenagers we should take more responsibility from kids only we should start going into the kitchen so that should be a dialogue between the child and the parent where they get more involved in the process of food Um, in terms of like the myths I think the biggest myth of course is that you know how will you survive where will you get your protein from Uh, what about the supplements Uh, you know um, isn't it so tough what do you eat just a salad so I find all of these uh, very interesting because when people see the kind of food I eat then they never will tell me that I eat only a salad and I think I've made my entire business model on making healthy food exciting so I wanted to revolutionize your just traditional sabzi bhaji roti and say like you know apart from this what else can have and I love Indian food. I love our traditional sabzi bhaji roti. I love that. But then apart from that, what can I do? Like, how can I make food interesting daily? You know, I live with a family of five people and we all five have very varied habits. And it's not like anybody else in my family is vegan. But like some eat certain types of meat, some eat certain types of fish, some don't eat either. Some one will eat egg, one will not eat egg. And then of course, I'm vegan. So Everyone eats differently. So how do you satisfy all palates? And I knew from the onset that when I became vegan, I took it upon myself to go into the kitchen and cook food for me. I didn't put it as the responsibility of the parent or the help of the house to figure out my food. And that is something like if you do, then a lot of bits get busted because once you're in the kitchen cooking, you know exactly what's working for you. Yes. And it's been now five years that I've been vegan and... I don't feel I'm low on protein. Uh, I get really good sleep. I have great hair. 
I have good skin. I also take care of myself. I exercise. I do yoga. Um, and overall, like I feel I have a better quality of life. I feel much lighter most days. And I, I don't know. I feel like each to its own. Like everybody has a unique DNA. And I'm not here to preach veganism. That's not my goal either with Yogi Sattva as well. Um, I just feel like, you know, I'm here to make all these exciting dishes. And I would love for you to try that's really my goal. I, I believe in the policy of inclusivity. I'm not here to tell you what you can't eat. I'm just here to show you how I eat. And that's, that's my only agenda. Yeah, yeah, yes. Wonderful. And, and what, what, uh, what has been your uh, you know, tough challenges and major problems you have seen in your journey of Yogi Sattva? Uh, lots of things. I think like um, primarily, to be honest, as a woman working in India, you will always have certain biases against you, especially when you apply for like licenses, whether it's your food license, whether it's your, um, you know, when we opened our store, like all the licenses we needed for then. And then now we are in the transition of becoming a cafe. So all the licenses for that. And just like, you know, um, the way the authorities sometimes speak to you, they don't take you seriously if you're a woman. Uh, they don't want to give you all the facts, you know, because they feel like you can't handle it. And you're just like, you know, tell me, like, let's have a conversation. Why are we being so, you know, why are we talking with these half words? Just tell me what's up, you know. Um, so I think that like the general bias where it's just expected that they will not uh, like, you know, uh, they don't think that you can say that would be one. Um, the other challenge was sourcing because, you know, we were uh, from the onset, I was really clear that I wanted to be all organic. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 2015, compared to now, uh, when I started, there weren't that many people like doing all organic and it has really boomed in the last five years. But when I started like just getting a regular supply chain, I know I used to import a lot of ingredients that I wouldn't get here. That has changed a lot. I've become more local. So kind of that, but there are certain things like I feel you know, like uh, for gluten because I do vegan and gluten free. So certain ingredients that I still have to source abroad because price point is cheaper. It's cheaper to buy it from there and bring it here rather than buying it from here because the markup is four times. So there are like you make adjustments and then you try and do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in general, um, it was initially it was when I started, there was nobody else doing this. Nobody else was doing vegan and gluten-free. So it was to explain those concepts and what it means. So my first two years of sale, I just spent explaining my product. Like I spent explaining what it is. I spent explaining what raw cacao is. Why am I cooking without dairy? Why am I cooking without wheat? Um, so there was a lot of like physical effort that I had to put in. Until date, like if there are any exhibitions or pop-ups uh, that the company decides to do, I physically go for them because I know that if I am there and people see my face and I can explain the product, it will definitely sell, you know? So it is making sure that you're still there for your brand, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And apart from that, I guess just, just regular like staff challenges, keeping them, you know, making sure they come to work and all of that. So it's been a journey of ups and downs. It's been a journey of learning because um, like I said, I didn't really grow up with any business degree. I didn't, have any understanding of finance and I think as women um, in India we are you know we're predisposed to not being in that knowledge because it's never expected from us that oh they'll you know do something and in that sense my parents are a little like they gave us a really great upbringing they allowed us to pursue whatever we wanted Mm -hmm. but I do feel like I should have taken more initiative in learning numbers and 
learning more about banks and savings and all of that. So that has been like my journey through Yogi Sattva that now I understand, you know, I, I feel I'm still learning, but I now understand numbers better. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, um, what, what, um, you know, what, um, how did this, um, you know, what kind of, what kind of, uh, you, um, what kind of food do you love personally being a chef? I mean, my palate is primarily Lebanese, Mexican and Asian. Mm -hmm. So in Asian, anything from Thai uh, to Japanese, uh, you know, to Burmese, Vietnamese, I love like all Asian flavors I love. And I uh, definitely love Lebanese and Mexican. So I'm always recreating on that kind of zone. Um, so, you know, a lot of my savory food is a representation of that. Currently, I'm not doing my savory food. I'm just kind of focusing more on desserts. I'm going alone. But when we were kind of almost very close to setting up our cafe, we have a list of dishes uh, that represent these kind of cuisines. Okay. And that's personally also what I would eat more at home. Okay, great. Um, and, and what kind of, what kind of uh, things or advices you would like to give to anybody who wants to become a chef? Um, I think first and foremost, be, pr uh, be prepared that it's not easy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so even if you're taking it and starting it out of home, uh, take it seriously, because if you want this to become something, it'll only become something depending on how seriously you take it. Uh, you know, so a lot of people think like home, home businesses are not real businesses, uh, okay. because you know, you can shut anytime you can choose not to take an order a particular day. So don't do that. Like take the orders, have clear working hours, have your off day in place, but take it seriously. Um, and know that it's not easy. There's a lot of work you're going to have to do yourself. Um, yes. And there's a lot of struggle. Um, like if you are today, if you get a culinary degree from all these hospitality management schools, when you come into a kitchen, you start at the bottom. So it does not matter like where you have your degree from because you have no experience. Yes. Um, and I worked and I catered at many yoga retreats. Uh, across India and across the globe before I opened my own space for the work experience. So I have worked as, uh, you know, a kitchen assistant. I've worked as, as a com chef, a sous chef, and finally a head chef to managing my own sort of kitchen in a retreat model. So I, it was all the work experience that gave me the confidence then to be like, okay, I can open Yogi Sattva. So don't feel... Um, I would say like, don't feel ashamed of starting at the bottom. Instead, look at it as an opportunity to make your way to the top. You know, uh, when we opened Yogi Sattva, we interviewed a lot of chefs and we got a lot of, you know, beautiful applicants from very prestigious chef schools, absolutely unwilling to start at the bottom because they, they were just clear that their skills gave, uh, you know, uh, their skills were of more value. And mm -hmm. I totally understand that. But in India, there is no job where, you know, the minute you leave your graduate, the minute you leave college, you suddenly get a high paid job. You always kind of start at the bottom and make your way up. And that same goes for everybody in tech, in engineering, in doctors. They also intern before they get a job. Yeah. So be open to that mindset. I worked a lot for free before I decided like, okay, I need to now, you know, also learn how to get paid for this. So even when I was selling food from home and when I took up different internships, I did them for free because I wanted to learn my knowledge, like the knowledge was the hunger. So that was more important than anything else. So mm -hmm. figure out ways, you know, that you um, kind of create a flexible mindset in that aspect. 
and prove your merit stay loyal if you decide to work for a one company stay there long enough to at least gain the knowledge before you quit um so i meet so many chefs and interview so many chefs in across different positions who have not lasted any job at 3 or 6 months and that's usually a red flag so if you want to be a chef be prepared that it's not easy it's hard work you have to truly love food um you have to be willing to wake up and stay passionate about the job because the learning is never ending today as a plant based chef for like 5 years i still feel i have so much more to learn yeah. you know i feel like i'm just at the tip of the iceberg like i i just need i need to explore so much more so keep that passion going because that's what will drive you to do better that's what will drive you to change you know your menu to work harder and whether you're starting like like i said independently or working for someone get experience like work outside so that your your mind opens up that is really important okay okay and this is a, you know it was a very basic misconception we everybody everybody has a lot not everybody a lot of people has that healthy food is boring so what would you like to tell them come to yogi satwa like we teach we sell uh food so you can either learn from us or you can buy food from us but healthy food will never taste boring if you come to us because this is my specialty to spin off healthy food and just make it exciting um and i think it's truly awareness what has happened is we've become sort of a culture of convenience if i come home at the end of my work day you know i just want food that i can bake in 10 minutes or like pan fry in 10 minutes you know have my ketchup that's coming out of a bottle have this sauce coming out of a bottle and eat it not that i want to physically make anything and keep in the kitchen so you know the culture of convenience um there are ways to crack that there are ways to do healthier forms of meal prep there are ways to chop all your veggies and keep them ready so that if you plan you'll always be an at, at an advantage when it comes to like making healthy food tasty uh and take initiative like you know go back to how our grandparents would eat where there was no like chips coming out of a packet or no processed refined oils you know it was much more organic it was much more nutritious they ate a lot of fresh food lot of fresh vegetables um you know their snacks uh, i don't think all were healthy but even the ones that they made at home even if they were fried they were made at home you know that is something now like we don't do at all so we need to go back to being in the kitchen so healthy yeah. food will be tasty as long as you take initiative to make it tasty otherwise no true angel is going to come and save you <laughs> yeah okay okay and um what what you at a personal level how, what kind of problems did you see um managing a lot of different things you know managing yourself as a chef and then managing your business managing your life being a vegan so how did you manage the, these three things together and what kind of problems did you face um i think the biggest way that i kind of manage i would say my life in all these three aspects was through yoga because whenever i felt lost i always found answers on my mat uh and whether that's spending you know uh doing a very easy flow or doing a challenging flow or just sitting on my mat and meditating it was always kind of my yoga mat and my yoga journey that gave me that confidence Mm-hmm. um when I, before uh, pursuing um like cooking and stuff i was pursuing a career in acting and through that phase of my life when i kind of went through uh like so many auditions and i never actually uh you know like i never got a role that i wanted or i went through so many rejections i very personally like i took it as you know i am being rejected as a person um so yoga kind of helped me understand that that my value is not determined by my work 
So today, you know, I'm very clear about my work hours. Like when I go to work, uh, when six o'clock work for me ends. Also, I'll get like tons of messages, tons of DMs, but I respond the next day because I've given my focus already for the day. So yeah. I try and kind of have that work-life balance. Um, I'm also like very open to, you know, taking help when I need it. Um, so whether that's in my personal life or in my workspace, I reach out to people I think that would you know, help me, whether it's friends in the workspace, it's colleagues who pursue, who have their own cafes, their own restaurants, or who've been in the business for years. I always reach out for help. Personally, I feel like, you know, uh, if I'm having a low mental health day, I'll always reach out to a therapist. I'll get some meditation in. Like I... Um, I now actively seek help when I need it, which was something I didn't do earlier mm-hmm. uh, because that's very closed as well as a person. But through my journey of Yogi Sattva and I feel like especially in the last kind of nine to 10 months, I like my perspective has changed a lot. And even with COVID, um, it's an extremely grim situation. But to be very honest, I have learned a lot during this period, you know. So I, I just decided that I can approach this COVID as either accepting that you know nothing is going to get better and everything's going to fail or i can accept it as a challenge and be like okay what can i do within this frame of work like what can i do right now to sustain my business and just keep it alive okay. and honestly this this break has given me so much time to even do like the strategizing of my business when you handle like a brick and mortar space you often forget to do the other bits like you don't have time for strategy because you're only managing staff you're looking after your space all the electricity the plumbing everything the responsibility is on you so apart from always cooking and having you know kind of all of that work put in you don't have time mentally to strategize and now i feel i'm putting that time in i i've been um, i've always hired external people to do like my food styling my food photography i've been learning how to do that myself so I'm a big believer in, of course, taking help when you need it. But as a business owner, you must be as independent as you can. You should try and learn how to do most things yourself so that when you do hire professionals to do their job, you are aware of what you're looking for. Like yeah. a lot of the times I actually, when I hired food stylists or food photographers in the past, I had no idea what was my brief, right? Because I didn't know what I was looking for. So I would leave it to them and be like, you come up with a concept and show me. But now having taken active initiative and in understanding what goes into it, mm-hmm. I can now give a brief yeah. because I've understood that I have a certain sense, like I have a certain aesthetic sense. So I feel, you know, these are the things like use um, this opportunity of uh, that, you know, this universe has given us everybody a really big break, not in the best of the ways, but use it as an opportunity to learn. You know, uh, whether you're, you've closed an existing business or you are trying to keep an existing business alive, use it as an opportunity to learn as to what other skills and life skills you can equip yourself with. And that's what I did. I just decided I'm going to study. So I study, I teach and I sell food. And it is a lot of work right now doing it by, by myself. But I'm very motivated. Like I feel very excited because this is, this is all I want to do with my life, you know. So yeah. Um, I see a lot of other things happening for the future of Yogi Sattva, but I definitely see this as my path. Okay. Okay. Yes. So yeah, it almost brings that to an end. I'll ask five questions for you, uh, which mm-hmm. you can answer in any way you wish to short, small, big. <laughs> so what, what has been your best advice you ever received? My best advice that I ever received. Uh, so I think it's from my dad and he said this since birth. 
uh, and he said that there's no shame in asking for work. Okay. And I feel that holds true even today. Uh, sometimes, you know, when you, um, when you grew up in a certain set of uh, family conditioning or a certain set of privileges, uh, or you are very exposed to having, you know, uh, a very wide set of education at your doorstep and all of that, you feel ashamed. Like, you know, what if I ask this person, uh, you know, how will it make me look? And um, I think that was one thing that we never, that I never had. So in when I was approaching all these different retreat owners uh, across India and across the globe, that please hire me. I have no experience, but please hire me. I want to come and learn, you know. Um, so I just, it was like a shot in the dark. I just took it and it, if it reached, it reached. Um, when I pursued acting, I went knocking on all doors, as many doors as I can to be like, you know, please give me work. Um, and I never had shame in asking for work. So that kind of uh, has still pushed me forward till day to day. Um, if I feel a platform or a celebrity or an influencer, if there is a way I can collaborate with them or figure something that would help my brand be more visible, I just reach out and ask, you know, it's absolutely okay if they decide to say no, but I'm not uh, yeah. under confident in reaching out so reach out like this is your job as a person you have to keep trying you have to reach out yeah very 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 true very true uh, and what, what has been your worst advice worst advice uh, let's see I think my worst advice would probably be uh, let me see let me Hmm, this is tough because I actually try and not focus like on the okay. bad things. I, okay. I it just get out of my memory. Um, Take your time, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I think my worst advice was uh, when somebody told me that I should put a timeline. Like there should be a timeline to this. Uh, so I feel like uh, goals are not limited to timelines. Yeah. Um, I think you can, you know, you can put up a picture of a house on your board and you can from your 20s start working towards wanting that house, but it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't think there's any age for manifesting. I think you have to continuously work at something. Um, so I don't personally believe in any timelines for goals. I feel um, you should have goals. You should have really big goals and then figure out small actionable steps to make your way to them. Okay. Okay. Uh, one uh, cooking secret that you don't share. One cooking secret that I don't share. Ooh. <laughs> uh, one cooking secret that I don't share. I don't know because I share a lot of content now. <laughs> and okay. I share so much in my classes. So nothing's really a secret. I'm a firm believer in actually being quite transparent. So even when you get a package, from us, all the ingredients are listed out. Uh, so there's nothing that I don't share. Um, I think the only thing that'll go to go with me to my grave uh, uh, is my dairy-free ice cream recipe and some of my cake recipes. Uh, others I share everything. <laughs> okay, great. Um, what, what 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 would be your um, what what has uh, one special advice you would give? Um, to your close friend who would ask you to, you know, become like uh, if somebody comes and tell you that, Hey, Ravina, I just want to become a chef and you are a chef. Tell me what are the, what would be your one advice to that, your friend or anybody listening to this? Uh, 
one special that uh, is very close to you? If they want to be a chef as well, yes, or yes. just generally, yes. So yeah, if they, if they want to be a chef, uh, be prepared to work hard and be consistent. Okay. Yes. Great. Uh, so, last question before ending this session, what would be your special message? Any kind of message? Um, I think my uh, message will always be the same. That's with Yogi Sattva as well. Um, so, I'll just explain what Yogi Sattva means. Yogi Sattva essentially means yoga being, um, and um, yoga is an eightfold path to enlightenment. So, everybody's sort of on a different stage of that path in their lives and uh, making everybody a yogi sattva essentially and i think my biggest message would be with my brand and with the kind of life i lead um, is that never force anybody to pick a lifestyle that you firmly believe in let them come to their understanding and knowledge when they feel like it um, be somebody who includes people and don't be uh, don't exclude people if you continuously um, force your beliefs onto people uh, you make sure that they go away uh, from your life. So try and have that opportunity instead uh, not to over empower with education, but rather have sort of uh, the ability to excite the palate. That is truly what I feel is a better way of doing this. Um, don't be a preacher because you'll be left with no one but yourself. Try and just be open, like have a flexible mindset. Not everyone is you. Everybody has a unique DNA. It is your, not your job to change everybody's way of eating. Um, and food um, sort of intake is our basic right. So everybody has the choice to decide for themselves. And just like you did, respect that they have also. Yeah. yeah that would be my main message. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. So yes, thank you very much for being here and making this session wonderful. I really, really loved it. Uh, you took it to the next level and thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for having me and please reach out if I can be of any help in the future. Thank sure. you. Thank you.